0: Today on What Chaos, we have Jeff Skinner. Dad's trip? More like dad's trip. The Bruins have officially collabed with Tate McRae.
2: And it is Connor versus Connor day. Smash every button. It's What Chaos. Please follow me, Gene. is very pumped for this episode. Tuesday, December 12th. It is what chaos? Massive show, Peter. we got Jeff Skinner on the program. I think like a, a, a golden guest,
0: I would say. Once we started the show, there was a short list of guys that I was like, we have to get him on the show because we sort of know their personality or we have an idea of their personality. And Jeff Skinner is one of those guys. Ever since I saw Between Two Stalls, so, like, got to get Jeff Skinner on. That guy seems fascinating. Also, I just love him as a player.
2: He's awesome with us. Obviously, if you're listening now, you're going to listen to the whole thing. Uh, shout out producer Sean. If you're watching on YouTube, which I hope you are, he's added a cool ticker. It's amazing. If there's any ever any spelling errors on there or whatever, I'm going to be distracted and have a meltdown. But here's the thing about Sean. Sean's like me with that shit. He gets mad when
1: he sees people fuck up the little, like, the, not get those things right. I do. Uh, but I will say now that if you ever see a typo, um, it is almost certainly, like I'm seeing one right now, almost certainly... Um, oh, JPG? Autocorrect. Because they're the autocorrect tr- keeps trying to screw me over <laughs> and changing, like... TBL to TIL and stuff like that, right? So it changed WPG to you know what you can
0: say though. I mean the 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 JPEG Jets. That's a that's kind of a banger. But you can also say it's a tribute to Elliot Friedman, our our friend and mm. guest of the sh- previous guest of the show. He loves doing the intentionally incorrect um team abbreviations. Yeah, and uh it's a funny bit.
2: All right. Well, not only do we have Jeff Skinner on the show. Today is Connor versus Connor, the first showdown between McDavid and Bedard. We'll talk about that later. We have a lot of things to catch you up on. This is going to be an action-packed show. New stuff. Perron gets 6 games, not a huge shocker there. Gabranson gets 1 game. Uh most importantly, you put this in the news, Pete. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Gene contact. Gene Principe is now engaging with the show. He commented on our instagram saying funny stuff boys period, period. <laughs> yeah god i love him and uh that gene principe followed you that that was me yeah of all the people and of all the accounts he followed me
0: yeah i'm, I'm honestly jealous you should, um, yeah i'm surprised I, I gave him the follow like a week ago radio silence um i think I was thinking about following him from the show account, just as like, it would be funny if the only follows from the show account were me, you, Sean, and then Gene, mm-hmm. just really kind of manifesting a little bit. But I'm jealous that you got the Gene fall. Although, like, do you have any, like, um, Gene anxiety now? Where are you? No way. You know? I, I
2: got that with, uh, when Ezra Kadig followed me. Okay. I was like, oh man, now I can't post, like, the stuff I usually post. And then, like, an hour later, I was like, DJ. You want to s- send off this sticks joke? Ezra Koenig followed you for a reason, man. That's true. It's because he's and jonesing for this shit.
0: Gene is Gene is famously a shit poster, so I don't think that he would be turned off by any any of that.
2: I don't know if he knows what shit posting is. But <laughs> he just lives his life he, as a shit poster. He like a lot of times things will happen where I'm like, we didn't have a word for this back then, but we would do this or whatever. Like Gene's been shit posting since before. The term "shitposting" existed. Yeah, like I don't think he knows what posting is.
0: No, probably not. He doesn't seem like an active internet guy, which makes his whole uh, thing even funnier because he's just doing it for the love of the game, not for the uh, not for the engagement. Uh, we do have an update on the Hunter Junior situation. Sean came up with a conspiracy theory, and it seems like Sean is a Hunter Junior truther.
1: Not a conspiracy theory. I just think it's the most logical. Uh, assumption to be made about hunter uh as a response to what someone on twitter said to you yeah so uh,
0: yesterday on twitter we we posted about hunter jr and somebody said that it was part of a kid's night type thing and as a result they put a kid inside the mini hunter costume and let him be a mascot or her be a mascot for the day or whatever and it's just like a kid's thing But Sean has uh, his doubts.
1: So it makes no that makes no sense, because first off, you're not just taking a random kid off the street and putting them in in a full blown professional mascot costume, which is exactly what we had there with Kit. They had him like on the ice sliding down railings in the stands like that is far too big of a liability risk to do with a random kid. And like I I texted you guys, if you watched yesterday's show, you saw the, the, the clip from the Edmonton Oilers intermission report with Gene. Like it was the the mascot was a professional. like they were perfect at not talking, which is way harder than you might think. and like they were given the thumbs up and and giving a bunch of nonverbal cues. like that was a professional so in that suit. I agree with that completely, Sean. The gestures were yes. too well
2: done exactly. too rehearsed, too like th- that person. You know, they would say, "Like you go to clown
1: college." That person went to mascot college.
0: What if that person is just like the Connor Bedard of mascots, though? Like, they're what if savants? they're just a child well, prodigy? Well, then, yeah.
1: then they are going to be permanent. Also, you don't interma- inter- introduce a mascot for one day for no like, and it Gene to be would. clear, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was the Oilers' next gen night, mm. so I think it might have been part of that. And also, we haven't talked about the fact like its name is Kit. I am pretty sure Kit, Kit is yeah is the name is like what you call a like bobcat baby type thing okay. like i'm pretty sure that's the name for a, a baby animal i'm just calling it hunter jr not, um, not straying from that interesting so i'm pretty sure it's just like hunter's kid yeah i mean hunter jr too
2: oh mazel tov, hunter like i think that's Hunter just uh, the sexually active hunter they have been on a win active, streak so. yeah, yeah. Uh, evan bouchard not the only one scoring <laughs> i hate when people do scoring <laughs> jokes uh our spotify ranking is on the rise. Thank you. As we said yesterday, we are facing uh, great shame in the Spotify community because somebody tanked our Spotify rating. We were speculating before the show as to who could have done it. Uh, it My was an theor- organized attack. It was for sure an organized attack. My theory is either somebody who got mad at a Pete tweet about like the Predators 10 years ago or some like Boston sports fans who don't like that I correctly said Mac Jones isn't the best. Either way, somebody got a bunch of fellas together. It was fellas. Men did this. Absolutely. There's no shot. This was women. They're too nice and pragmatic. This was men, but it was targeted as a result of a DJ take or a Pete tweet. Yeah, it was probably like
0: me calling the Minnesota wild boring and a bunch of wild fans being angry and rushing to the old Spotify but our but look, numbers we d- are on the rise. We're
2: talking about the wild, though, as a result of it. That's true. You just brought up the wild. Our numbers are on the rise. What are we? We're at 4.6.
0: 4.6 off 200, uh, over 200 ratings. So we got like 50 ratings yesterday. So shout out to the people. Uh, keep it coming. Keep it coming. Give us uh, five stars. We give can defeat the news. Also, if you want, uh, give us five stars and throw a comment if you're on Apple or whatever and just say, hey.
2: Funny stuff, boys. Funny stuff, boys, period. Get on your Gene shit. We're all trying to be like Gene. I, I did say to Jean, my only interaction with Gene on uh, Twitter so far is like, me, Pete, on the set. Mm-hmm. When?
0: That's all I care about. Did he reply or anything? No. No, yeah. He's, he just gave you the follow for that. He's like, is, he goes straight, straight all the way. Gives you the follow. No response. Love that. Play hard to get a little bit.
2: I, I think... Edmonton has to happen in the playoffs. We, what, like, we go to, to Edmonton, Edmonton for the yeah. playoffs. Okay. And they're making the playoffs at this point. We'll see what they do tonight against the Blackhawks. But uh, it's a big night for uh, fathers last night because the Avalanche scored three in the third period to beat the Flames 6 5 Tuesday. Miko Ritton, three points in the game. What could be better? Miko, it's your big night. You're the star of the show. What do you have to say, Miko? it was good you know and,
1: and uh, there's actually one thing where i got a lot of extra energy you know one of our Finnish NHL players dad was talking shit about me in the media that i didn't train last summer like i used to do and and uh, he was just making making things up so i think that was that was for him you know uh, if you, if you talk shit, it's going to come back at you. Sean.
3: And Przvatov comes in.
2: A great job, who could be talking shit, Mwah. they ask. Who could Mwah. be talking... A Finnish player in the NHL. Oh, is it Tuka? Ra- could it be... No, Tuka's retired, although he might be some e-bug situation. Who could it be? Oh, it's Arturi Lekkinen's dad. And fuck, who does uh, Lekkinen even play for? The Colorado
0: Avalanche. Ah. He is a teammate of Miko Rantanen, which is hilarious Uh, Rantanen just absolutely laying into his teammate's dad and like kind of for good reason because Ismo Lekkinen, who is a uh, NHL analyst over in Finland had this to say this is a translation via the athletic Uh, he didn't this is uh, Lekkinen's dad he said he as in Mika Rantanen said did not have a very good summer there was a lot happening many events of all kinds he had to visit Helsinki and everything like that Perhaps he consciously took the summer a little bit more calmly after the hard years, and maybe he didn't
2: practice as much as in previous summers. I have never been to Helsinki. Yeah, I love the idea of like, well, they went to Helsinki, so they they cannot be in shape. (laughs) Yeah, He's not trying hard. Is that like the Vegas of Finland? Well, Helsinki, I believe, Sean, that's got to be the capital of Finland. It's the only... That sounds all right. I'll double check. Uh, but it's like like being from Massachusetts and being like, oh, well, you know, he we went to Boston for a few days. <laughs> that minx. Uh, so that it was Helsinki. amazing. What's it, that? it is Helsinki. Okay. Uh, so he goes back at uh, Lekkonen's dad. And I'm just mostly confused as to why, and I know he's an analyst, mm-hmm. why Lekkonen's dad would say all this, knowing the brushback it could eventually create. Right. and. Right now, there's been a lot of like uh, dads, like the, the, like a lot of teams will have a dad's trip. Mm-hmm. But this is a reminder that sometimes dad's trip. Dad's trip. Oh, nice. Thanks.
0: Nice. Uh, I would a have gone with the playing, daddy but... issues.
2: Uh, oh, no. Joke so there. you said before the show, you were like, we should do a daddy issues thing. And I was like, I got a better one. Because got... it's dad's trip season. <laughs> And dad's trip. We've got an actual reminder that sometimes dad's trip.
0: Hell yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. Which it's hilarious because uh, Ranton is like, I know that I haven't been playing well to start this season. I'm in a bit of a rut and all that, but like he's making shit up about me. So that's what pisses me off. I went and I checked Mika Rantanen's numbers for a slow start. This guy has 34 points in 28 games. Yeah. So, Mika Randon last night, unbelievable game, uh, which is even funnier that he went off and was so pissed after an unbelievable game. I got something to say. Three points. He had 19 shot attempts, uh, almost over 26 minutes of ice time. He rocks, and uh, he rocked last night. I love beefing with dads. That That is uh, an incredible storyline to throw into the mix. I feel like we've had an insane amount of chaos to start this season which is lovely for a show that's titled White Chaos. But like, does it not seem like some wild shit is happening in the NHL more than we've more come dramatic to than,
2: More dramatic than usual, which is good. I'll always take more of that. Uh, speaking of dads, uh, John Tavares, as you were hoping, registers a goal and assist to hit 1,000 points against his former team, the Islanders. What a big On moment. On Long Island. Well, yeah, yeah. What a big moment. Everyone thrilled. Uh, his dad... In attendance, big celebration out of him. I'm gonna beef with the dad for a second. Act like you've been there. <laughs> Act like your son scored a thousand points before.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean he's going nuts, and they kept cutting him to cu- cutting to him during the game. And it seems like he uh, he's he's quite selfish. He's only invested in John Tavares. Mm. He wasn't really caring about the performance of the team. You could see him mouthing like, "Come on, John. Come on, John." What about the other? What about the other four guys on the ice? Huh? He's
2: the uh, that Chargers fan.
0: <laughs> yes, the yeah. amazing. He's
2: a plant. The super. She He's an industry plant. plant. She's just a Chargers fan, and she's also a Vikings fan.
0: I do like the idea of drumming up uh, a little bit of. Hey, was this guy? was John Tavares' dad. A plant at this game?
2: Um, yeah. Like, what if he, his dad like is. More of like you, I want you wanted John to go into the family business. He doesn't really approve of the, the, these artistic hockey ways, this life that his son has chosen. And he's um, just faking
0: it. Can we replay the, that clip? Because my takeaway isn't Tavares' dad freaking out, guy that just stood up with the A on his jersey. That's Mitch Marner's dad. And they just tied the game with, with like five seconds left. And Mitch Marner's dad pops up in screen looking like the most miserable person in the world. Paul now, Marner, weird guy.
2: No, I mean, honestly, that's kind of how I am at hockey games. I don't get too over the top and crazy excited. I'll just be like, oh, nice. And then... If your team ties the game in the final seconds to force overtime... Maybe he just watched the Leafs tie the game in the final seconds to force overtime a week ago, <laughs> and he knows what's happening.
0: He's He has been around the Leafs quite a bit. That's just next-gen analytics, bro. <laughs> that's
2: right. Uh... So, the uh, did the Leafs even win? No, Leafs lost.
0: Leafs lost. Leafs it it was the up. best possible result. Uh, we got to see Tavares mm-hmm. get his two points, f- make everybody on Long Island freak out. Yeah, uh, they lost their minds, and then they immediately lose in overtime, which is the best possible result and the
2: most Leafs result possible. Islanders beat the Leafs, and uh, Rob Ray beat uh, the allegations. I'm talking about the death allegations because for a second. During that game, as the Sabers beat the Coyotes, if we had more time, Sean, we would ask what's going on with the Coyotes. They keep losing to teams. It's a it, like th- that's their new thing.
1: Karel Malka is like the worst goalie in the history of the sport. So
2: before, so before they were beating teams that have won the Stanley Cup. Now their thing is they just lose to teams. Yeah, yeah all they of,
1: lose to teams that have never won Stanley they Cup. They just
2: apparently lose to teams all the time. But uh, Sean was very excited for this game. I pop it on in the third period and. Rob Ray, the uh, Sabres legend, mm-hmm. now uh, commentator analyst, is between the benches. A puck goes into the stands. Rob's got his head down. Puck smokes him in the face, right he, between the eyes. He is bleeding from between the eyes. Classic hockey commentator stays in the game.
1: Yeah, yeah it, it will be, but that's that's fine. But I can't use my page anymore that I have my notes on because it's uh, kind of. All right, littered it's in boss. Yeah. yeah, we just kind of keep that to ourselves, but nonetheless, good to go. Nice. Normal guy would have been carried out of here.
2: <laughs> yeah, there weren't any tears or anything. No. you are good. Bring back some memories, did it? Yeah, it felt good. Actually, it, it felt really good. <laughs> it did kind of like, give me a stick, let's go. Yeah. Sean, so the thing I was saying to you, and I don't know if we have a clip of the puck actually hitting him, we don't, but... He had his head down, he was in his notes, he was nerding out, being a geek, Corsi, Fenwick. Watch the game, nerd. Classic Rob Ray stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it ends up, the puck comes up and hits him right there. If he had his head up, it happened from so close that I don't know if he would have been able to react well. If he had his head up and didn't get out of the way he would
1: have no teeth. So I think that it was actually better for him that he had his head down, am I crazy? No, I think that's probably fair. I mean, like you mentioned yesterday, he would have had, I guess, a chance to actually react if he had his head up, but like you said, it was so close that I don't know that he would have had enough that's, time to react.
0: quite the visual. So if, if you're not watching on YouTube and you're audio only, it is, like, the most cartoonish visual that you could yeah. imagine. It's I mean, just directly between the eyes. He's bleeding profusely, has, like, a, a a bandage or, like, a piece of toilet paper or something just stuck to the wound as he's wiping blood off of his glasses. There's, this, a, there's his a thing... Go sheet
1: that got ruined by the blood. I mean, if you see, like, the actual, like, when it happened, he gets hit in the face, and they, they get him a towel or whatever, and Dan Dunleavy, the, the play-by-play guy, is, like... You you're doing all right down there, Rob? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And then he takes the towel off his face and it just starts pouring. It's <laughs> like not just co- coagulated yeah, at all. He's just completely unfazed and he, yeah, it's just gushing blood.
2: So th- th- I had a thing like this happen once where uh, I was on TV and I had a head wound and I was very okay with like, look, it's probably not the prettiest thing, but I can get through it. It's fine. And Rob Ray seems to be doing the same thing where he's like, you know what? Like, I can get it out here. I'm fine. And uh, at least what happened to me, you don't really consider, like, it's not necessarily about you here. People might not want, like, maybe you're comfortable with, like, I'm okay. Like People are looking at a man who looks like Frankenstein's monster. (laughs) They're probably not going to have an enjoyable time. Just... I don't know, put a hat on. You're watching no, hockey, but like gonna it's say, gonna
1: happen. Yeah, not to gatekeep the sport or anything, but if that yeah. makes you uncomfortable, also, hockey's probably not. Like, the sport it's not for it. the faint of heart. Yeah.
0: I don't think that Rob Ray had to gut it out. Like, I think that he was like turned on by oh, the fact yeah. that I, that happened. You, to heard, him. you heard
1: the end of that clip. You, you so could tell funny. he was like genuinely excited. He was, he was like excited. Like, 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 you, en- en-
0: you miss it? He was
1: like, Yes. Happy Gilmore in the batting Cages. Like, I do genuinely, I don't think there was any act there. I think he was genuinely like, what's the big
2: deal? Fuck yeah. Well, speaking of the Sabres, we have Jeff Skinner on today's show. He's in his 14th season, six with the Burs which makes I don't know, what makes me feel older that Skinner is 14 years into the league or that he's been with the Sabres for six years. That's fucking crazy to me. Uh, but 40 goal scorer, six time 30 goal scorer, one of the great scorers of his time. A little bit of a shit too, which yeah. I really like about him. Very funny guy, probably the premier content creator in the NHL. Mario
0: I mean, Ferraro, no disrespect,
2: no disrespect, but just like, let's be fucking real. Yeah. Skinner is amazing. And if you watch, uh, between two stalls, which you talk about with him on the Sabres YouTube, it is very, very funny. And he's also very involved with the direction of it, which impresses me a lot for somebody who's got a pretty taxing and different full-time job. Uh, He also this year got caught up in the Swiftiverse, so we just want to give a little backstory there so when we talk about it, you're not confused. This picture that he took in 2013 with Taylor Swift was photoshopped by some Delulu Swifties, shout out Nora Princiati for the term, into looking like a picture that... Perhaps was of a fan giving uh, Taylor Swift a Travis Kelsey jersey, Mm -hmm. and that became a big thing. I then Photoshopped that one just to be a real (laughs) shit to make things even more confusing. We showed Skinner (laughs) that to fuck with him uh, a little bit. Uh, Anyway, we talked to him. He's amazing. We're going to get to him in just a second. But first, I need you to take down not five grams of sugar. Maybe less. I am. How can you do
0: this? I'm for currently me? taking down less than five grams you're, of sugar yeah. because I'm drinking an ice cold Olipop cream soda. Wow.
2: The cream soda is so good. All their flavors are so good. We love it because it's a prebiotic soda that no matter what kind of Holly weird diet you're on, it's probably going to work. Vegan, if you're uh, doing keto, mm-hmm. which is a hilarious thing I've done before, kind of works. It's just like all nuts, right? No, that's uh, nuts is uh, paleo. Oh, that's right. Keto is just all wings. Since I binge eat like crazy during the NHL playoffs one postseason, I was like, all right, I'm doing keto. and I'm just going to binge eat wings. And Chiboy, I'm not recommending anybody do this, but like Chiboy (laughs) was hot. (laughs) It was just just wings like chicken wings. Because keto is just like all fat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's like Halle Berry's done it. And I model a lot of what I do after Halle Berry. So you I look a, like her, yeah. I made a terrible John Wick sequel mm-hmm. one time. It's uh, not
0: terrible. It was the worst one. But it's just the worst one. Yeah.
2: John Wick 4 is so much better, but not as good. Actually, John Wick 4 is as good as Olipop, I'll say. Yeah, I think they're pretty on Both par. are amazing and kind of hit my life in unexpected ways. And I drink them daily. It keeps me regular. You feel good about yourself
0: after experiencing both of them.
2: Yeah. You want to do it again mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, should I? I never want to say no to an Olipop. And I rarely do because it's got all the dietary fiber you want. If you're uh, like one of Two of three Americans, I should say, you probably have some sort of digestive issues. We're not the best, Mm -hmm. we Americans. We try to do the best we can with things, but we have digestive issues. Ollipop helps with that. And if you go to drinkollipop.com, you can get your next order for 20% off using promo code chaos. Another easy way to get... Olipop is to just go to 22,000 stores. Correct. And if you go to 22,000 stores, you can get it there. I'm talking Walmart, Target, Whole Foods. It's amazing. It's Olipop. Here is Jeff Skinner. Here with Buffalo Sabres legend and content creator, Jeff Skinner. Jeff, we were talking about this before because you're known for picking cool songs as your goal celebration. Does everybody actually pick their own song or is there like one guy on the team who's good at it and then doesn't get any of the credit?
3: uh no i think everyone's got their own uh i uh i know if if guys could have had some trouble they'd probably put it to a vote but uh yeah for the most part i'm pretty sure everyone picks their own
2: are you tempted to at any point like pick a really boring song just to fuck with people because now there's like <laughs> pressure on you you do high school musical you do whitney houston you got all the fixings
3: yeah I- yeah, I, I feel like it's it's tough to follow up some of the ones I've had. So I've had I've had sort of moments where I thought there's no point in, in trying to top it. So maybe just go with sort of a I don't know something plain. But uh, yeah, so far I've I've uh, I've found a way. But I I don't know. I feel like I'm running out of songs here.
0: Do you ever like run through your playlists and like act out scoring a goal and then hit? play like in your living room be like yeah this one will work or this one won't work cuz like there are certain situations where you like a song you love a song but it doesn't necessarily translate to an arena atmosphere and getting the people going
3: Yeah I agree I mean I haven't I haven't really acted it out but uh <laughs> I agree it's uh that's a tough one I think for the for the first couple of times I I sort of picked my own and then and then there was a little more pressure on this one and I I got a lot of uh, suggestions from family and friends and uh, yeah, there there's some really good songs, but like you have to kind of try and find the arena vibe. I think it's it's tough to tough to to hit that vibe, and sometimes even I feel like nervous. I think you you hear a song and it, it gets you going, but in the arena it doesn't sound as good. So, uh, yeah, it's tricky. It's trickier than people think. <laughs>
2: you know what you should do is like people will watch the odd Sabres game and they'll be like, how come they're doing? the American national anthem and the Canadian national anthem. You should make your goal song, the Canadian national anthem. Yeah. And they can't yeah, I mean, cut it everyone off. Everyone
3: to have to stand, I guess. So right. Like... Yeah, exactly.
2: And then, then like, they can't cut it off. And like, how intimidating is that as an opponent? You're like, fuck, they just scored on us. Now we got to stand around for like two minutes and 10 seconds. That's Technically a... every
0: goal would be a hat trick too, because they'd have to
2: take off their hats during
0: exactly, the national anthem. Yeah.
2: So you'd lead the league in hat tricks. Yeah.
3: Yeah. This...
2: <laughs> This is a good idea, it's a very good (laughs) idea. Uh, Speaking of funny shit and the Canadian National Anthem, we're fascinated by the between two stalls thing, which is so, so, so funny, but it's one thing to be a fun guy and outgoing, and then it's another thing to actually put yourself out there and make the content. I would understand this if you were, and this isn't to disparage anybody based on their draft selection, If you were like an undrafted player or sixth, seventh round or whatever, but you are a top 10 pick from Ontario and we've seen enough of the guys come into the league and the pressure and the way they're treated and how serious it is to be a hockey star from Canada and all of that. Is there, was there any thought into like, shit, like, can I put myself out there in this way or do I just have to be the hockey star?
3: Yeah, maybe a little bit at first. Honestly, I mean, when we started it and, and made the first one, I, I honestly didn't think it was going to have the legs it did. I think it, it kind of blew up, and it was a little bit unexpected in that way. Um, but I think for me, the biggest thing was, like, the the people that work at the Sabres that were, were helping sort of film it and edit it and, and sort of get it out there, I think they they, like, had complete sort of... Um, or I had sort of complete trust that they, if anything was like on there that I didn't want, like out there, they'd cut it out immediately. No questions asked. Like, even if it was like the funniest bit and they thought it, it, it like it needed to go out cause it would, it would sort of create more views. If I said, no, like we don't want that out there. Like they would cut it immediately. And I, I think that's kind of what sort of freed me up to, to be able to trust them to, to, to do it. And then. Again, I think it kind of blew up unexpectedly and, uh, and I think it was, it was sort of, it was, it was lucky in a sense because I just like, we just made it to, to make people laugh. And I think like people had fun with it and, and it kind of grew and, and, uh, yeah, I think it was, it was pretty organic and, and yeah, it's pretty lucky the way it turned out. I think.
0: I, uh, I remember talking to, I think Jordan, uh, um, from the sabers and he was saying that he I, I believe that he said that it was your idea to start that and was that correct like you you brought that idea to the sabers not vice versa
3: yeah i was like they had me do actually they had me do this like undercover reporter uh thing in training camp and then like it it, it just like happened to come up that someone was like, you should do like a Marty Huggins like accent, like Southern accent. It was not a good, not a good accent. Like it didn't end up going out there, but my disguise wasn't good. And I ended up saying like, like something like, like if we were talking about Zach Galifianakis characters, I was like, I feel like it would be just be better to do between two, between two ferns kind of uh, interview situation uh, rather than go out there in this like not great disguise and uh and someone yeah someone i think might have been jordan was there and kind of lashed on to that idea and then brought it back a couple months later and uh that's kind of how it yeah how it started i
0: feel like you have to have a lot of faith in both the team like you were saying like the guys who work at the team and also a lot of faith in your teammates to be able to do something like that and it does seem like you are with a lot of funny guys in buffalo who do you think is the funniest guy on the team
3: It's tough. I think um, it's tough because each guy like brings like a different kind of vibe and is is, like funnier in their own way. Um, I think a lot of guys would say Matthias Samuelson. He's pretty funny. He's got a good personality um, and he's like not afraid to kind of say what he thinks. So he's probably he's probably up there. I think for me, that's probably one of one of the top guys. I
2: I think the most impressive thing about it is like watching the bloopers. It's very clear that you direct it and that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like It seems like you go into it with the idea of this is how it's going to look in the end. And you're cool to say, say, this, say it this way. I'll say this. You say that. We can cut here. Do all these things. And I know, like, I mean, we try to make shit. Sometimes that's a little nerve-wracking. Because if anything goes wrong and it doesn't land, it's 1,000% on you. When you go into it, do you have in mind the finished product?
3: Uh Usually, yeah. I think I think like you have kind of like a general sense of sort of how the conversation would go. I think most of the times I'd ask questions that I felt like and that was a debate we had before before sort of shooting the first one was like should should I show the guest or the other player the questions or should we have it be like authentic and like them sort of surprise me with their answers? And that's that's how I kind of tried to frame the question so that I would anticipate their response. And uh, a lot of them are, are like dumb enough questions that I feel like unless they're going to go totally off script, I know what they're going to say. So um, that kind of, like, helps, like, keep the, I guess, storyline going along. But I think, again, it's think one of those things after the first one, I realized how much you can do in editing, like if, if someone like screws up a thing, the first one we kind of did in one take, and I was like, feeling like it needed to go well and smoothly. And then I realized like you can really just cut it up after one question and then just start a new one. So, um, that's obviously not my expertise, but like the, the staff at the Sabres that, that, that have some talented people that kind of cut it up and do stuff in in post post post-production, I guess.
2: I think the tone and the energy of it is very dry to someone who doesn't have a similar sense of humor there's a lot of sitting there and kind of like letting things marinate and like awkward pauses. And I know that you can also do that sort of thing with editing, but has there ever been an instance where you're shooting it and a teammate's been like, I don't fucking get this. Like, I can't do this.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think early on guys were like, this is weird. Like, and then, and then like, once it came out and and guys thought it was a little bit, funny or or like, they kind of had the idea that the more awkward, like the better. Um, but again, I think back to your point earlier, like that was, that was another thing with the trust with, with my teammates is that like, they knew going into it, if they ever said something that like, they wanted to take back, or if they, if I asked them a question that like went too far and like, I was like, it was like a joke, but they, they felt like I was maybe like hurting their feelings or like going a little too deep. Um. They they had the right to just say like take this out and I would just like right away just take it out because it was like it's just for fun and to make people laugh like we're not trying to like prove points or like or like go go out, like go off the deep end here so it was uh, that that kind of trust was was kind of built in on sort of all angles there.
2: So you have teammates who are like, while well, I'm here, I have some thoughts on this vaccine and the lane stream me. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, oh, we're not gonna include
3: that. Yeah, that's like. <laughs> Yeah, that's like another show. I feel like we haven't we haven't made that show. We're not ready.
2: Dude, please do a political show.
3: Please do a political show. Yeah. Hell yeah. More hits, probably. But yeah, it would. Ready for that?
0: Uh, Do you be? Do you feel like pressure now to be the funny guy? Like, are you treated like the clown around the Sabres? Basically.
3: Uh, not really. No, I think like yeah, I think like. We've got a pretty fun group obviously we've got a lot of young guys so i think we've got a lot of a lot of guys with some good personalities we've got a good sort of mix in there of of of, uh of guys with different personalities and i also feel like we have sort of like a a good good atmosphere in there like guys feel like they can be themselves and um because we have so many young guys and young guys that are good players they all have a voice and it's i don't think anyone feels awkward or, or sort of uh like they don't like they don't have a voice to kind of step up and make a joke so i think it's it's a pretty good uh, atmosphere in there
0: i yeah i mean like i've noticed this the vibe around the sabers has been awesome for the past couple of years and obviously you've been there for a while you've been through like several narratives around that team when did you start to feel like the vibe was shifting with that team and especially with some of the young guys that are there now
3: yeah, I feel like it's just a gradual thing. I think that um, it's kind of something that I don't want to say sneaks up on you, but I, I feel like if you kind of like look for a turning point or kind of force that kind of uh, transition, it, it, it doesn't really go smoothly. And I think for us, um, we have so many young guys that are, are such good players that they've just continuously gotten better and continuously become more and more impact players. and um, And it's just kind of been fun to watch them grow into their roles and sort of into their sort of, uh, obviously their roles on the ice, but also into their roles, sort of in personalities off the ice and, and sort of in the dressing room. So, um, it's kind of been a gradual thing. I think it's, it's, it's been fun to see, I think. And, and, and I mean, obviously they're still young, so it's, it's going to be fun to, to continue to watch them grow.
2: Yeah, I I feel like each offseason, Pete's right, by the way, that like the, especially going into this season, like everyone's so excited about the team. And each offseason, we ask about the Sabres because there's so many good young players. Like, is this the year? Is this the year? And as an observer, I can just be like, well, if it's not this year, it can be next year because they have so many good players and they have so many young players. You're 31. You've now been around the league a, a minute. You probably have a little more urgency for it to be now next year versus it's all right it can just happen in a few years
3: yeah for sure I think uh I'm I'm a little older especially when I see these young guys come in um um, but I think that it's exciting because I think that's the way the league's kind of trending now And, and I think a lot of teams would like to have sort of the young impact players that 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 we have on the Sabres and um and so for me I think they they bring that energy and and obviously that skill that like as an older guy, it's you can kind of try and feed off of it, or or, or try and in, in in a lot of cases learn from them. So um, yeah, I feel fortunate to be in that position, and and um, I think that for us, it's just about taking that next step and giving yourself an opportunity and getting in a the mix there. And um, I think once you take that that next step, you give yourself a chance, and then kind of anything can happen. So that's that's kind of our our mindset, I think.
0: You've been a- around the league, like he said, uh, forever, and you've been. Probably like one of the best goal scorers in the league for a very long time. Have you have you ever felt like you are underappreciated as a goal scorer or like overlooked as a goal scorer?
3: Uh not really, no. I think um I feel like I've just kind of um I've had some sort of up and down years, I think, of I've, of I've, I've, like 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 any player has. And uh I just feel like every year is different. You have different challenges, and um, you obviously sometimes you have different line mates. You have different situations on the on the team. And um, for me, I kind of take it year by year and just try and focus on on sort of helping the team win as much as I can. Obviously, most part part of my role is, is to to produce offensively, and um, so that's something that I, I try and try and take pride in and um, and try and try and do for the team and. Um, yeah, I think right now I, I, I play with some pretty good line mates in Buffalo and um, we've got a pretty skilled team. So I think that that makes it f- sort of easier for individuals to have success offensively when you, when you play on a team like that.
2: Uh, I'm old enough to remember, I mean, now whenever people bring up Jeff Skinner, they talk about goal celebration songs and Taylor Swift fan theories and everything. I'm old enough to remember that Jeff Skinner, the conversation was figure skating. Do you still get stuff about figure skating? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Every I now was,
3: and then it, it it pops I, back up. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, check this out. When you watched the Mighty ducks, when you were a kid, did you feel any like kinship with Kenny Wu?
3: Uh, not that much really, to be honest. I mean, I think like everyone, I was like trying to be Charlie Conaway. Like you come in, like, you're, like you're holding the stick, like he's showing your wrist is good. But, uh, I mean, I think like, yeah, maybe like there's just like a little bit of similarities in that, like I figure skated too, but like I feel like there's so many great characters in that in those movies that like you just kind of like latched onto all of them in some way, kind of did you take like can we, the knuckle puck shot and stuff like that?
2: Can we talk about how? Adam Banks low key deserved to have his wrist broken. What I was going to say that what was kind of that goal was Adam celebration.
3: Adam Banks, not Charlie Collins. Oh, true. Yeah. I messed that
2: up. Yeah. I know what you're talking about, though, but what kind of goal celebration when you're down 12 nothing is he put his arm over the crossbar <laughs> like a fucking loser? Like, I'm not rooting for any injuries, but like, how does he go home and tell his like, what happened? Oh, I scored, but I broke my wrist. How? We were down 12 nothing and I celebrated a goal by going like this fucking weirdo.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess looking back, there may be some, some tiny inaccuracies in, in sort of how, <laughs> how it would play out in real life. But uh, maybe that's just all part of it, I guess. It's part of the storyline, I guess.
2: Would you have just, like, skated? If you were on the other team, I mean, you're not going to slash the guy. But, like, would you have just been like, what are you doing? Why is that <laughs> your goal celebration?
3: <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that one in real life, I guess. So, uh, yeah, probably what, what are you doing would be a good response for sure.
2: Okay, well, I did read about you in Time Magazine this past week uh, because Taylor Swift was uh, named Time Magazine Person of the Year, which is (laughs) outrageous. But obviously this year you found yourself in the middle of the uh, Taylor Swift, Swifty universe. You were at a concert in 2013 back before being a Swift fan was being a Swifty and Photoshopping meet and greet things. What was the week like for you when you saw this Photoshop of yourself and Taylor Swift?
3: Um, on, honestly, like it, it kind of like didn't really come up on our radar until like later on in the week, and then some, uh, someone in the uh, in the room, kind of in the scrum, kind of like randomly brought it up after. It, I think it was actually during a post post-game interview there was like we were talking about the game and then someone just said oh have you seen this Taylor Swift thing and I was like yeah I've seen it but uh yeah I think like the story about how I how how that picture came to be is is like very underwhelming I think that like the the way it kind of blew up was kind of like not proportionate to what happened so I think that's kind of like why it didn't really like bother me or affect me or like it didn't really come up on my radar really too much like it was it was kind of uh it's kind of just, just one of those weird, funny things. What's more offensive
2: to you—that somebody photoshopped uh, the jer- your jersey out of it, or that when this made the rounds, nobody really seemed to be like, "Hey, isn't that guy Jeff
3: Skinner?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, there was yeah. Then, my, also, my buddies were teaching, uh, texting me saying, "Like, does no one realize that like." NFL jerseys aren't long sleeved. Like it was like <laughs> there was a few things that were going on there that like uh, kind of got sort of got out of control fast. So um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: you said the story is underwhelming, so let's uh, tell it. What was uh, walk us through the meet and greet? So it's 2013, which I should note by the way for Swifties out there. 2013, Jeff Skinner scored 13 goals. Do with that what you will. <laughs> uh, what was the meet and greet like? You went to the concert, Red Tour, go.
3: Yeah, so I uh, we had a box actually, and and uh, like a lot of a few guys on the team, uh, so some some girlfriends might have been there, um, but uh, I remember asking uh, our our sort of PR staff if if we could if we could meet her, and I think what happens is when these when these kind of superstars go on the road, they have. Uh, I don't want to say like handlers, but they have like people that show around show them around sort of the the general area. So, like for us, we were in Raleigh. I, I'm assuming she had she had sort of someone showing around the southeastern United States and uh, from her record label. And I think that's the person that was sort of asking for the the signed Jersey and the signed because I signed a couple pucks and. And they they were the ones they like they probably were from around the the Raleigh area and and maybe had friends or family that were Hurricanes fans, so that's the person I was asking for the jersey I think because then I went down to the meet and greet and I got in the back of the line so that I could give her the jersey I was it was like a meet and greet line with kind of like radio contest winners and and sort of twelve year old girls kind of like <laughs> all excited to see ToeSith and then I was at the back with the jersey. And when I got up to meet her, I I went to hand her the jersey and it had already been signed by me. And she she sort of looked at it, was kind of surprised, and was like, "Oh, do you want me to sign this for you?" And I was <laughs> like, uh, "I already signed it for you." I should I, I have said, "Yeah, sign it. I'll take it back." But uh, she just like said, "Oh," and then the person from the team photographer was like, "Oh, let's get a picture." And I took a picture, and then like. I gave her the jersey and walked out, and she probably either threw in the trash or fired the person that let me back there. So Do you think she ever found out, like, happened. who you were? <laughs> no, no, I don't I don't think she – no, she, no no idea, no. So
2: you could have had a Jeff Skinner jersey signed by Taylor Swift and Jeff Skinner. <laughs> would have would yeah, you I have put know. it up – would you have hung it up? Yeah, it's so I, I weird mean,
3: to – your own name <laughs> – I, yeah, I should have. Yeah, that's that was a mistake in hindsight. But uh, yeah, I wasn't looking to to the to the future for on that one for sure. What's See, wrong? Why did you say that story's underwhelming? That <laughs> the underwhelming. best story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, I mean, when it comes out and people are like, "Oh, he uh, Taylor Swift wanted to meet him and got his jersey," I'm like, ah, he didn't really want the jersey. <laughs> so (laughs) that's amazing Uh,
0: do you have any regrets about that moment as a whole now even like just like being in that awkward moment with her but also now like for better or for worse you are the Taylor Swift guy in the NHL
3: yeah no I I don't know really like I think I just hope no one got in trouble really that that like (laughs) that let me back there with the jersey but uh no I don't know I think for me that was one of the first times I'd actually been kind of like uh, like kind of nervous to meet someone. I, I don't really get starstruck. Like, I feel like I, I don't, or I hadn't at that point. And then I don't know, it was just like a weird setup and, uh, like all these people screaming and, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool moment. I think my sister, my little sister is probably most jealous of me because she, she wasn't there, but she, she got to see the pictures. So, um, yeah, overall not many, I guess no regrets, but I think, uh, pretty funny story, I guess. So so
2: we we do have some connections to the Taylor Swift world. If we can make it happen, would you sign a Jeff Skinner Carolina Hurricanes jersey <laughs> so we can end up on our set here having a Jeff Skinner and Taylor Swift signed jersey?
3: Yeah, I mean <laughs> I'd like to think somewhere she has that 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 uh jersey somewhere or someone has it. But I guess we're probably going to, ha- I'm guessing we're probably going to have to replace that because I'm I'm thinking that's long gone. But but yeah, that'd be pretty cool, I think.
2: <laughs> that is absolutely incredible. While we're laughing, I do want to ask you about this. Uh, this was forever ago. You were a kid. It's all fine. But you are the only person other than Alexander Burroughs who I've seen Patrice Bergeron lose their shit on. And It was 2013. Bergeron flipped out on you during a game. You were a young player at the time. Did you have like the NHL understanding to be like, holy fuck, what did I do here?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was a tough one. I think, I think actually when I went back on, uh, when I looked back on that, I think he actually thought I tried to slew foot or something, slew foot him or something. And obviously I'm not trying to slew foot him. And uh, yeah, he, he went pretty nuts on me, but uh yeah, fortunately, I think he, he uh, might have hit my helmet for for the most part, but uh, but yeah, that was that was a bit of a a, a situation. I guess I don't know. It's it something well, that like, was unexpected for sure.
2: Yeah. Are are there guys in the league where like if you piss off whatever generic NHL player or whatever, if such a thing exists, like that happens in the course of the game? Are there certain guys that like when you see them pissed off, you're like God what happened here like bergeron's got to be on that short list because he's such a gentleman
3: yeah, yeah yeah uh yeah i mean off the top of my head it it seems like uh it's tough to think of one but i do think it's it's interesting when like sort of like like for us peyton krebs got in a got in a fight with with sydney crosby in, in preseason this 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 season and uh that was like one of those like I mean crazy moments for him where he like grew up t- grew up watching and idolizing Sid and then he ends up in a fight with him and uh, I think like when you see kind of like those generational like connections I think it's, it's pretty uh, I don't know if it's funny or it's it's just it's interesting I think to see that sort of play out so
2: All right well our producer Sean is the uh, biggest Sabres fan in the world uh, we have a picture of him at the game as uh, Bruins fans were walking out because you guys beat them. He was waving goodbye to them. Uh, Sean is going to ask you some Sabres questions from a Sabres
1: fan. How are we doing, Jeff? Okay. Um, so when I was growing up, I like, vehemently hated the Ottawa Senators. We were playing them in the playoffs a little bit here and there. I hated Danny Heatley. Um, I was wondering if, like, is there a team for you guys like that right now? Or does that really have to be, like, built in the playoffs? Or is there a team that you guys, like, you're circling on the calendar.
3: Um, that's a good question. I think. I think. Yeah, we'd like to think about sort of starting one of those those rivalries, and I th- I feel like the best ones are sort of built in the playoffs because then you get those those storylines and and kind of um, sort of that that sort of emotional connection. Um, so I, yeah, I think. I mean, I feel like last year coming down the stretch, we had some pretty big big games against sort of divisional rivals kind of like Ottawa or Detroit who were kind of, we are kind of like battling for points with. Um, but I do think if, if, if we want to create one of those, uh, one of those real good rivalries, we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to meet someone in the playoffs for it.
1: Okay. I also have to ask about the Buffalo Bills because I mean, I'm a Sabres fan and a Bills fan. Um, what's it like having a team like that? That's like, also good like that kind of at the same time as everyone has like you guys are good and stuff like that is it like what is there extra pressure because that team is is breaching the playoffs and being good or is it just awesome to have a team that's feeding energy into the city at the same time you guys are
3: yeah i think the second one i think it's just it's just awesome to to sort of feed off off the energy i think i feel like i grew up in toronto so obviously not not far from buffalo uh if i had to pick a an NFL team I would have been the Bills my dad was like a Doug Flutie fan growing up um, So I had that connection, but I don't I feel like it's really hard to understand how much people love the Bills Unless you're kind of like in Buffalo and kind of see it for yourself um, So I think when I first got here, it was kind of an eye-opener how I knew people love the Bills But it's 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 I didn't know they loved them that much. So I think to have them here and, and have them be as good as they are and 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 sort of generate that excitement for, for the fan base. It's uh, it's pretty cool to, to be a part of.
2: Last one. Pete talks about jerseys all the time on this show. So Pete, ask him,
0: well, I mean, were you guys as excited about the, the goat head coming back as I was Because, like a 90s kid? I grew up loving there was that was one of my favorite jerseys ever. I continuously asked for the Sabres to I think I like mailed them letters uh, to be like, please bring this back. And Sabres fans all the time were like, shut the fuck up. Nobody wants that jersey back. We have the best jerseys already. So. Were you or anybody else well, I know Tuck was because he grew up with those, but like you and everybody else in the room, were you as excited about those coming back uh as I was
3: yeah i I think so i think uh I think they're unreal uh we had a we had a good stretch there where I, when I first got there they they had the Navy ones, and then everyone wanted the Royal blue mm-hmm. to come back, and then the Royal blue came back and then uh like, it felt like, like, what are they going to do next? But I think when that goat head came back, it was like a different level, I think, uh, of of excitement. And, and I think, like, I think, every, I think all the fans like it. I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like it's had a really good response, but I know definitely the guys in the room love them. Yeah.
0: Maybe, maybe it's just because, like, I was like, bring them back. Well, fans- and people thought that they I was saying, bring them back as the primaries and not thirds, So that's kind of the best of both worlds. I
2: also think Sabres fans sometimes are like, we are more than just cool logos. And I'm like, we'll be the judge of that. And it's <laughs> fine to have cool logos. But you guys are going to be, I mean, you guys are going to be awesome for a long time. What do you think it's going to be like in Buffalo, in the NHL, like when that this all really does happen with the Sabres? And maybe it's happening right now for all I know. But like when you guys really arrive,
3: I mean, I think uh, you kind of have to be in Buffalo to to sort of experience it. I think it's 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 one of those places where I mean, it's hard to to sort of really kind of relate it to someone. I, I mean, I touched on with the Bills, but it's it's the same with the Sabers. I think uh, when we've had sort of some of these um, sort of big games, I think uh, at home, it's it's been it's been electric, and I think it's 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 hard to describe and. I think, uh, I think all of us in the locker room really want to sort of feed that into the city and, and, uh, and experience more of it.
0: Well, you, I mean, you say you grew up in Toronto, so you're close to Buffalo. How much did you know about Buffalo before getting there? Because I feel like Buffalo gets a bad rap from like a nationwide perspective where it's kind of a punching bag, but people who are from Buffalo love Buffalo buffalo like it is almost a cult-like vibe where it's like what do they know that we don't so how much did you know were you surprised about anything about buffalo when you got there
3: uh yeah i think um yeah i mean i i do feel like people love it when they're here and 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 i think that it's kind of like infectious or you kind of find your your place here and and uh and you start to love it more I, i i don't like to be like the guy that jumps on the bandwagon of things but i think it's it's really hard to to not love it once you're here, I think it's uh, it's got a lot of, of of great things to offer. But I think more than anything, that sense of community and and kind of like people kind of working together is is, is kind of it's really kind of like apparent in the city, and you can really feel it. And I think being part of a sports team and in, in in a in a city that loves their sports teams, um, it's it's a pretty cool feeling, I think. And um, yeah, one I'm I'm definitely grateful to 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 be a part of. Well,
2: Jeff Skinner, you are the best. I was going to ask if, as an interviewer, you had any questions for us, but we've taken up like three and a half hours of your time. <laughs> uh, you are the best. Uh, continued success, man. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on with us.
3: Thank you. I appreciate for you guys for having me.
2: All right, we're going to send you that jersey once we get it. It's going to be okay. <laughs> <plan first. laughs> yeah. That Taylor Swift story is my favorite. It, it's. My type of story because A, it's news, it's interesting, it involves a celebrity, but also it's fucking sad. <laughs> and <laughs> I love that sad. he was like, he said it's an underwhelming story and then he told it and we were like, How is that underwhelming? And Sean was like it was underwhelming for him. Yeah. Like he goes in and she does the Who's Taylor Swift anyway? Ooh. Yeah. Except it's with Jeff Skinner.
0: Yeah, that's, it's sad, but uh, what a story also very glad that we're able to get Jeff Skinner, some positive, some positive vibes today, because yesterday, uh, by, by coincidence, he was ripped by Craig Revae and Andrew Peters on their podcast. And we have, can we play that clip song? So every time he scores a goal, that song will play. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, every player on the team, Dad, has a song that they've submitted. Breaking free. It's a musical.
1: Did now, you know last this? year was Party in the USA. Did or you something. know this? I didn't hear it. I don't listen to it. I knew it was a bad song. They picked their own songs. I knew that. Are they picking...
0: Okay, I'm just like, it's the most ridiculous song. It is the most ridiculous song. Like, it just, like, what is it, What is this, a joke?
2: Th- this is what you want to play for the fans when you score. Did you know this? <laughs> is so something being done so about this? It's so no, I mean it. <laughs> the outrage
0: is incredible. And, like, the pregnant pauses, <laughs> it's all incredible to get that mad about his goal song which people love by the way
2: a lot of times i think that we argue especially like hockey twitter does this a lot where they're just like i'm like who are you mad at who you like this is yeah. such straw man stuff every now and then we get reminded like no people actually are mad They're like this isn't the this isn't the proper song when my day they would play like i bet craig revay calls baba o'reilly teenage wasteland mm-hmm. and he's like you should be playing teenage wasteland a real rock and roll number Ugh. anyway uh, uh,
0: yeah so that was uh that was tough and i uh i don't know it just it made me laugh how how mad like sometimes on twitter somebody will be like oh you're an old man you, you go up to complain about everything and then something like that comes along and i i get to be like no I'm, i just don't like certain things
2: and also like i always say when people get mad at certain people about things sometimes when they're mad at me i just say wait meaning like don't get mad at me for this this is you're you're inventing something it's a musical wait five minutes i will say something stupid annoying etc and you can get mad at that that's a real thing (laughs) jeff skinner will give you enough stuff over the course of the year where you could be like I don't like he's doing this.
0: Well, that he goes on right after we cut the clip short, but he goes on to then say he hates his fucking guts, yeah, and uh, that like he never initiates contact. He was critiquing the way plays that he like plays. It seems like Craig Grieve just doesn't like Jeff Skinner at all Which, in again, terms of like if, a player personality, musical choices, all across the board. Like if right, if, if, you, if you, you want to not like yeah. his game, he yeah.
2: does have this skill set and overall, he profiles as the type of player who some old school guys might not love soft score 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 and then figure the rest of the shit out later that makes him my kind of player right exactly uh anyway uh, not the only music news though Mm -hmm. the bruins have been listening to what chaos because they made a tate mccray tiktok Mm -hmm. and this was i saw tate mccray shared this you got the players doing all the moves they ride the zamboni uh Fucking Jeremy Swayman had his pads on backwards. Yeah, I know. You <laughs> noticed that? Yes, I did. It's so good. I almost commented on the Bruins video saying uh, pads are on backwards to see if people would be like, uh no, they're on right. Uh,
0: Elaine Cavallari, who runs the Bruins TikTok. Did I feel you like do this? I, she's responsible. And I feel like she deserves a medal of honor for getting all these guys to sign up for this shit. And she constantly doesn't. Yeah. And I know that they're fun guys, but bringing this to them and being like, here's what I need you to do. I need you, Mason Lori, to lay down on this counter and do just expose your crotch because we're making this, we're remaking this music video. And
2: somehow they all just go, Yeah, sure, why not? Let's do it. Did we did we put Tate McRae on the map for hockey? I think no one had ever heard no one had ever talked Zero about. Zero listens on
1: Spotify had before no we listens talked about on Spotify. I would say for, we just put her on the map in general.
2: Her Spotify rankings were tanked. Yeah.
0: So she has officially been invited to any Bruins game she wants, by the way. Really? Brad Marchand. Uh, she commented on that TikTok. She she commented, and then the Bruins responded. And it was a video of Marshand being like, congrats on your album release. Uh, we love your stuff. Anytime you want to come out and see the
2: boys, open invite. Wow, this is so... This is so, th- this is so uh, industry planty. <laughs>
0: I th- do you think the r- the thirty one other teams across the league are just the social media managers are having fits because their bosses are like, Hey, why don't you do stuff like this? Oh and, yeah, I know And they're that like happens. they're like what? You want me to ask uh Alex Ovechkin if he'll lip sync and dance do, to yeah, X gray video? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like
2: Bruins already did greedy with do X's. Change your mind up like it's origami. Connor versus Connor tonight. McDavid plays Bedard for the first time in their young careers. People forget Connor McDavid's still kind of a youngish guy. Uh, What I love about this game is there are real stakes because the Blackhawks have won two of three, yet they're still, because of the Sharks and how well they're playing, Blackhawks are fending off last in the NHL. Mm -hmm. They're right on that line. And the Oilers, if they win tonight they will be one point out of a playoff spot. I love that for them. I as also think U.S. The, Christmas approaches. Do you think
0: that the Chicago Blackhawks like want to win games and not be in last place because they shouldn't?
2: Yeah, yes, absolutely. Too early in the season to be doing that. Yeah. What, like too, too early in the season to be like, let's be in last? No, like too early in the season to be like thinking about the future. Like you really, like they they, they got to go at least have, they're going to finish with a top five pick anyway, unless they get absolutely boned in the lottery. Try your they hardest won't because
0: they're gonna finish like they're gonna finish last or second to last. So which like, that's puts what I'm saying, like maximum. Try
2: fourth. your hardest. You're still
0: going to finish Yeah. This I'm isn't not saying throw games or whatever, but like I also don't think that like they're
2: they're concerned about absolutely ab- they are.
0: Mm, I, I, I so. gar-
2: dude, I fucking get gar- yes, they care about winning. And when you're losing as much as the Blackhawks have been, it is such a fucking relief to just get off the goddamn well, ice, sure. having won yeah, and not have I mean, the doom and gloom of what oh, needs to change, all that stuff. Like, you can't be in that mode on December 12th. Sure, but, like, I also think that they,
0: if they lose games... And they're not going to head off the ice and be like, what the fuck? Like, blah, 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 blah. They know as long, d- as they- long as they get, like, positive contributions and they trend in the right direction. Like, if, as long as they don't get their doors blown off, I think they'll be okay. Although they know tonight, not- I think they're going to get their doors blown yeah. off. Because the Oilers won seven in a row, looking unbelievable offensively. And the Blackhawks are really only getting offense from one line. Yeah. And it's Bedard's line. And their defense looks tough. I've said it a million times before. Like, they are one of the softest teams in the league. They don't go to the hard areas. They can't defend. It could be ugly. Peter Mrazek, big night maybe. is the only way that they keep this close.
2: I think the Oilers are going to kill them. If you haven't listened, uh, check out our Connor Bedard and Kevin Korczynski episode. It's amazing. Or you can listen to our Seth Jones episode, Nick Foligno. We've done a bunch of stuff with the Blackhawks. Hopefully, uh, at some point, I actually think it's coming up Within the next couple months, maybe, there's a Chicago uh, Oilers-Blackhawks game. And I might just want to go to that, just hop on a flight, catch the boys, head back. Who knows? But uh, if you haven't yet, give us the five stars on Spotify. Like, subscribe everywhere you can. Thanks to Jeff Skinner for coming on tomorrow. We will talk about... This amazing Connor-Connor game tomorrow. Before we hit, before
0: yep. we uh, started recording, you said I am throwing an
2: insane
0: parlay together for that game oh, yeah, tonight. I, got, so I want
2: to know what it is. I got an oil man parlay, which uh, I want to do. I have Oilers minus one and a half, McDavid to score, Kane to score, Bouchard to score. Okay. So I should have just also bet some sort of over while I was doing that, but... Fuck it. I think it's plus 800.
0: Yeah. I mean, I got a plus 800. uh, I just did the, uh, the, the Connors, the Connors anytime scores plus, uh, Oilers minus one and a half. Yeah. So there you go. Those are the betting boys.
2: Love it. Uh, also, uh, one of my Oilers jerseys is getting surgery from coolhockey.com. I saw today that they have sent it back at some point behind me. There's going to be a JVR and a Zach Hyman. Oh my God. I can't even appreciate everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow.